Hello everyone, this is Pastor Scott. And this is Pastor Don from Good Samaritan Lutheran Church here in Las Vegas. And you're listening to Good News from Good Sam, our podcast. This is where we go deeper into our weekly message and give you some spiritual food for the week. So we hope that you enjoyed listening today and always feel free to share it with some of your friends as well. Absolutely. We just hope that our time together today will bless you and that will bring you a little bit closer to God and His love for you. Good afternoon, friends and God's beloved. We are glad you are with us for Deeper today. Good news at noon. I'm here uh, in the, the Lakes office here at the Lakes campus. Pastor Jason with you and Pastor Scott is with us as well. Hi, Pastor Scott. Hey, everybody. Great to have you tuning in to Deeper. We're glad you're here. And Tommy is with us too. Tommy, welcome, welcome, welcome to Deeper. Tommy. Hi. It's a good day and it's the sun is shining. And uh, let's see if I can, I don't know if I can get three of us on screen at, at a time, but I can get the, the two better looking ones here. There's, there we are. <laughs> I assume that's you and Tommy. No, it's it's you and Tommy. No, you're, you're oh, you're, you're so humble, Pastor Scott. So humble. It's hard to be humble. <laughs> to know you is to love you. <laughs> uh, we'll let people in on this banter in a couple minutes here. So join in and uh, comment and say hello and let us know you're here so we can say hi to you and, and look forward to greeting you very humbly. Yeah, Pastor Jason, I have one request, and that is when I start blushing, would you turn it on Tommy, please? Uh, I blush easily. I'll do my best. That's yeah. why I had to get out of politics, because yeah. I would never be able to lie without blushing. So people would, yeah. You know, do you remember the old Garfield cartoons? Yeah. I have a, a, a picture of Garfield here, and he, he says, Look, it's hard to be humble when you're as great as I am. <laughs> that, that was a good one I found. I love it. Also, uh, how about this one? There's Ron Burgundy for you. I don't know how to put this, but I'm so humble. I'm so humble. <laughs> we want to be humble. It's a good thing to be humble, isn't it? Yeah. and, and It's maybe, a virtue, maybe. Maybe we should just, you know, remind people, too. We're talking about dressing for success. And we've started out, it's from Colossians 3, verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility. It's where we're talking about being humble and meekness. And then patience is what's coming up this coming week. Yeah, we need some of that too, don't yeah. we? But uh, thus is the verbiage about being humble. Yeah. Well, hi, Catherine and Karen. They're here. We're glad you're with us. Catherine from Germany is here. Great. All the way from Germany. Catherine, thank you. Well, if Karen's on, Dave and Jan are probably on too. They're yeah. soon to follow, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> And those of you who are watching later, we're grateful for you viewing when you can. That's a great thing about some of this tech. You can watch as you are able to. So welcome. There's Dave and Jan. We're glad you're with us. Keeping you in our prayers, of course. Yeah, what, what is humility? We, we wonder about that. I, you know, I had to look it up personally. Um, it's not, not the first word on my lips and... and um, I'll, I'll admit it's, it's sometimes it's a hard thing for me and I've prayed about that and I'm going, well, what, what is that? Cause our culture doesn't really lift that up as something no. that that's really important. I think that's a hard one. And, and yet, as I was 
you know, preparing for the message, because I think sometimes the words humility and meekness, we, we grouped these two together, and I think that was a good decision, because there's, there's a correlation, certainly, between the two. Um, I think we hear the words, and especially in our American culture, probably, they're seen as weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And yet, as I prepared and was looking at some of the commentaries on uh, the Greek words that, you know, we get the words from, uh, it, it is not a weakness. Not at all. It really becomes a strength. Um, but um, to be humble, we understand as Christians, I guess if I can just jump into it, is to understand our relationship with God. It's not all about us. Um, mm -hmm. It's about God giving us gifts, giving us talents, giving us abilities. Uh, I mentioned in my message that it, it's important to use those gifts. We, as pastors, encourage people to use the gifts that God's given to them. And I think when people do that well and you're complimented, uh, your response should be thank you. Yeah, gratitude. Thank you. What did you hear this weekend, Tommy? Um, well, I listened to both messages and I did take away, I mean, one of the first things you said, Pastor Jason, was, you know, being me is not, you know, being weak. It doesn't mean you're weak. That's a weakness. Um, and I think, too, I was like, dang, I never realized how hard it is to be humble. Like, and it's almost like really conflicting because... We want to be proud of our accomplishments. And I guess that would be my question for you guys is, is how do we kind of draw the line there of like, I want to be proud of things I've accomplished. And I guess maybe you've already answered it by saying, you know, you go back to that gratitude from, from, you know, those blessings come from, from Christ. But also, I don't know how to kind of sit in that. Like, I'm, I'm proud of this, but I don't want to be like boastful. But am I being humble if I'm proud? I don't know. It's really kind of confusing. Yeah, the, the dictionary defines uh, humility as a modest or low view of one's own importance. I think that's a key word, importance. Um, but, I, but it's hard. How do you balance? We do want to be proud of ourselves. We know that when God sees us, God is, is pleased with us too. God, is, is, God loves everything that God has created. And we read this in scripture in Genesis. And, and God said it was very good, right? When the human beings were created, that's a good thing. So that tells us that, that we should have some healthy amount of self-esteem. I mean, that's different than an inflated ego, right? So maybe that, that's the thing, but it's, maybe it's hard to balance sometimes. Yeah, I, I would say I think it is hard to balance, but I think it is okay to say, I did a good job. Mm -hmm. um, I use the gifts that I've been given, and I feel good about that. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that's being full of pride, which the Bible does speak against, mm -hmm. but it's, 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 it's acknowledging God-given gifts and that I've used them well. And, I mean, we acknowledge people in our congregations and that who've used their gifts. We... We lift them up at time. We thank musicians for singing a song great and, and things like that. And they should feel good about that. Yeah. But again, I think it's if we start thinking it's all about us and that look mm -hmm. at my gifts and forgetting to have God in the equation, I think yeah. that's where the problem comes mm -hmm. in, in my view. 
Yeah, we yeah. can always take a good thing and, and get too much of it or, or twist it and make it a bad thing. Um, I, I shared this quote, uh, maybe you know it, it's from Eleanor Roosevelt, who said, you wouldn't worry so much about what others think of you if you realized how seldom they do. <laughs> Have you heard that one before? That's, that's good. And, and, and how seldom they do. And, and I think that's because it, it speaks to this thing. We all kind of have this self-obsession. And maybe another word for that, especially in the church, we call that sin. We are so obsessed with ourselves and our, our needs and wants and desires um, that makes humility really hard. I was driving over here this morning. I was listening to a podcast, and um, I cannot quote in exactly what the person was saying, but to the effect that he was talking to a group of young entrepreneurs, and he said, the problem with most of you is you worry too much about the car you drive on the impression it's going to make on others. Mm -hmm. And so you need a fancy logo on your car for people that you don't even like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's exactly... And, and they don't care to begin with. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they don't care what you're driving. Yeah. Well, I think when you were talking about that in your message, Pastor Jason, it was like, well, that rings true for some of our insecurities too, right? We get kind of hung up on... And you kind of talked about it when you introduce this sermon with kind of how we dress and stuff. It's like sometimes we can let our insecurities get the best of us because we're so worried about what other people are thinking when they're actually just worried about their own insecurities too. Mm -hmm. They're not That's worried right. about ours. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Pastor Jason, speaking of dressing, you introduced a new word to me yesterday. I did, huh? Yeah. You said that uh, young people refer to it, what you're wearing is what your drip. Got to have the drip. Got to have the drip. Yeah. So I asked my son about that last night, and I said, have you ever heard that? He said, yeah, he said, that's been around for a long time. I, said, well, I just learned about it today. Yeah. And and I said, I said, so is that a big thing at school? And he said, yeah, it is with some people. Uh, and so he said, but he said, I don't worry about it. And I said, well, good for you. I'm glad you don't. But um, sometimes people worry about their drip. You, you got to have the drip. That's right. And and uh, I get that from my kids. They I guess they're keeping me young and hip. Um it's a good fashion sense. If you've got nice clothes on, if you've got a, a, a great looking outfit, fully coordinated, you've got the drip on, you're looking good. Yeah. So the Christian drip yes. is compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. That's right. I love it. And did you see, I, I shared this, uh, but this is from the Eugene Peterson uh, paraphrase of scripture. This is from the message. And he writes it like this, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Cool. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline. How about that That's word brilliant. for meekness, quiet strength? Wow. I, I was going to bring that up because I, I really, I actually wrote a note to myself to go back and, and look at the message version of that as a reminder because I really think that helps you understand. I think meekness is just a word that we don't use very often, so right. it's easily misunderstood. Mm -hmm. So when we hear it as quiet strength, and you talked about it too, Pastor Scott, when you talked about the difference, like it's not being timid, which I think is why, I think we associate meekness with timid. And so that's yep. why it's, you know, lumped together as a weakness, like a sign of weakness. But you talked about it, it's, no, it's like gentleness. So it's like quiet strength and gentleness. Those descriptions really help to like uh, understand what we're kind of expected to to dress there. 
Yeah, the definition I put up, one of the resources I saw where it was talking about one of the Greek words used for meekness, where it's not an attitude of fear um, or the suggestion that Christians should be timid, but rather a gentleness. And instead of a hard-hearted response to others, a meek person is one who controls their strength and power rather than abusing it. So it doesn't mean we're weak, but it means how do we use... Uh, and all of us have power over other people in certain ways, uh, but we, obviously, as God's people, we shouldn't be abusing that. Yeah. Um, and you, you shared this scripture from James chapter four, verse six: God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And and when I hear that, I think about all the things that that you were saying in your message, um, but how uh, yes, we use our gifts that are from God and. And let's see, everything we have, everything we own, everything we get to do, it's a tremendous gift from God so that we are to use that for ourselves, no, for others. Exactly, exactly. And and I think when we do, um, I mean, we talk about this often as pastors. I might go in to see somebody in the hospital and on my way in, you're almost, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? Is it going to be the right word? And so many times when I leave, I'm the one who's been blessed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, I think yeah. we, I think we could see that in um, like the teaching profession. I mean, all, most of those teaching professionals are not going in it for the recognition. And I think that's like a, a perfect example of like a, a a, a group of people that are kind of working in that, like, you're not there to sort of, um, you know, get the kudos for all that. You're like doing the hard work, but not a lot of recognition. And uh, I, I just always think of teachers being like really humble and, and probably meek as well. <laughs> yeah, we can probably think of a lot of professions that, that are like that. So, so we hear in Matthew's gospel, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And we get a sense of why, as according to what you were saying there. Tommy, those who are serving, um, not receiving probably the recognition for their deeds, but using the gifts that God gives them in a way to build up the community to help others, I think makes a lot of sense. So Jesus says in his teaching, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. You're, you're really going out there and doing the thing, making a difference in the world. Exactly. Um, I, I know, Pastor Jason, we both used the Philippians text mm-hmm. as well, where Obviously, our model for being humble, for being uh, meek, since we're using that word that I agree, Tommy, we don't use a lot uh, in our everyday language, but uh, being compassionate, it it all comes from Christ. And Philippians, uh, in Philippians 2, it says, he was born as a man and became like a servant. Uh, Where some of the language, even in the business world today, servant leadership where it talks about leaders who are servants first. Well, Jesus was the great example of that. Um, And when he was living as a man, he humbled himself and became fully obedient to God, even when that caused his death, death on the cross. And we wouldn't be able to talk about what we're talking about if Christ hadn't first humbled himself. That first and foremost, it's about what he does for us. He humbled himself. And when you talk about uh, power, I mean, you're talking about Jesus, who is fully God. Um, Did he need to do that? 
he humbled himself, he emptied himself of that power and on the cross even cried out to God. Um, about as humble as you get. Yeah. And, and I think quiet strength, that's such a great, great translation for that because um, I think of, you know, the saints of the church, ones who've been there for years and years or I think to um, my grandparents or great-grandparents, That's that was certainly the way they moved through the world, quiet strength. Yeah, and, and when you say that, I, I think of my grandparents and my parents as well in that too, where not people of a lot of words, mm -hmm. uh, but people who just... So Lutherans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, they just, but they showed up, they did the right thing. Um, they made sure their boys in our family's case got to church and got to Sunday school and got to confirmation class. And then um, when their time came to leave, um, yeah, I mean, there was a, a great humbleness. That yeah, I saw. and they set examples too, right? Yep. Well, and, and uh, Philippians 2, verse 3, we hear, do nothing from selfish ambition, not about you, right? But in humility, regard others as better than yourself. So it's not about putting yourself down. It's not about saying you're no good or you shouldn't be, uh, you know, in this place or you don't didn't earn that award. It's, it's saying uh, to just put others first. And it's a, the lesson we try to teach in our house to our kids is others first, uh, obviously God first, then yeah. others, and then, and then self um, but it's a hard lesson for us to learn sometimes. Yeah. I, I well, share, we, oh, I'm sorry, Tommy, go ahead. I was going to say, it's almost like you need that constant reminder. I mean, it's just our natural instinct is to go back to self first, yep. you know. That's why we have church every Sunday. <laughs> you were going to say, Pastor Scott. Well, I, I, I shared a story from a time when I attended church in Washington, D.C., and there was a, a U.S. senator, he's passed away several years ago named Mark Hatfield. Uh, Hatfield was a, known as a first Christian faith. Uh, he was not a perfect man, obviously. None of us are. But well, he uh, was a politician. Yeah, he was a politician. So very admirable that he was still a Christian. Servant leader. <laughs> yeah, he was a servant leader. And that was, that was the point is that the Lutheran church I attended, the pastor was telling me that when uh, Senator Hatfield came to speak to their men's breakfast that they had on an annual basis. Afterwards, he helped put chairs away and tables away. And they were telling him, you know, because in Washington, they call the Senate the, you know, the most powerful club in the world. And here's one of the members of the most powerful club in the world putting chairs away. And he said, no. He said, why shouldn't I help? He said, I'm capable of doing this. And the point was, there weren't cameras there to take pictures of him to use in a campaign brochure. It was just who he was. Mm -hmm. and, and he was admired for his... Uh, humbleness despite his position and his power. Yeah, really cool. Well, you had a, you, you know, I know when we first started talking about humility, there was a song that came to mind for you. And this song was, what, what is it, the 70s? Boy, I, I don't know. Tommy, uh, Tommy, that was one of your favorites, right, Tommy? Oh, Lord, it's uh, hard to be humble. That's right. I mean, I think that is probably definitely from my time. <laughs> we're, we're joking maybe before maybe before your time I, I think <laughs> as one of one of the, our members was saying anybody over 50 probably knew it so Tommy doesn't <laughs> nearly get close enough so we had, uh, we had Ron Altman singing this song it, oh, it's hard to be humble and uh, and then I think we got to change the lyrics I thought that was interesting yeah well the point was the song goes oh lord it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way when I look in the mirror each morning I get better looking each day 
Um, and that's kind of the attitude a lot of people do have about themselves. But the point I made in the sermon was when we're in Christ, we become a new creation. And so I said, what would happen if we take that old song and let have it change as we're called to change in Christ? And so do you have the new version? I would I would love to share that. Let's see if I do I have the whole thing here. I think I I know there was a bit of a, a redo on there, so let's 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 see if I got it. Right. So this is the old song in a new way. We put on compassion, that we put on kindness. We'd be different people. Just like it could be a totally different song when new words are put to it. Right. These words are by the potential poet laureate <laughs> of the, the Red River Valley, North Dakota, aka Pastor Scott. <laughs> Why are they laughing? Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble When I think life, life is all about me When I look in the mirror each morning It's you that I need to see To know you is to love you Oh Lord, I thank you for giving your life so that I may be forgiving. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me start that again. Yes, sorry. Again. To yeah. know you is to love you. Because all you've done for me. Oh Lord, I thank you for giving your life so that I may be free. All right, now you need to stand and sing. That was good. You don't have to mess up like I did. <laughs> oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble when I think life is all about me. I'm in the mirror each morning. It's you that I need to see. To know you is to love you. Because all you've done for me. Oh, Lord, I thank you for giving your life so that I may be free. Yeah, there it is. It's because not about us. It's about Jesus to begin with. And, and when we recognize everything that he's given us, everything that he's done for us, that he died for us, that he humbles himself for us and calls us to go and, and do the same. And, and that's what it's all about. That's the good news. That's the message, right? Yeah. I don't have anything to add to that. That's a great summary. I would just add that, um, and I shared this in my message too, Luther, Martin Luther wrote that um, once we receive Christ as gift and realize that this is pure gift from God, God's grace that, that has given us Jesus, then we can go and look to Christ as an example to first remember that this is all free gift from God and now go and look at Jesus and see Christ as your example. But yeah, go and be humble, be meek, be like Jesus. Thank you, Pastor Scott, for that. Good learning. Thank you, Tommy. Thanks for being with us today. And Mandy is with us. She says hello. And, and Catherine and Karen and Dave and Jan. Cool. We're glad you're with us. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Appreciate that. God bless you all. Yes, thank you. I hope everyone has a good day. Peace be with you. <laughs>